This podcast contains explicit content. A hardly focused production. You are listening to one full hour of rip roaring rap music. The balance beam. Prepare to engage. Yeah, hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. The Ack and Jack Show. The Ack and Jack Show. Those two damn boys, Buford and Bernardo. <laughs> everybody and welcome hi dr jack welcome to the ack and jack show you can get us at acc and jack.com that is ackandjack.com chris ackiardi jack gill nate fillers becky hill and right off the bat uh did you guys know that the colgate company uh when i when i say the name colgate what do you think of toothpaste right did you know that in 1982, they manufactured a line of frozen dinners? I did. No, I didn't. Were they minty fresh? You would think so. Um, Nate, uh, I'm glad you're familiar with this because I was today years old when I learned that it's a farce. Oh, wow. We've been tricked. Okay. Um, I've learned about a... Uh, place in Washington, D.C. that does exhibits uh, pretty much around the world quite regularly called the Museum of Failure. <laughs> okay, that sounds adequately named. Yeah, and for some reason, we are not in it. Yeah, I haven't been contacted by this group yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. Yeah, got a lot of work to do. Operative word. Yep. But the Museum of Failure showcases items like oh, Crystal Pepsi, uh, purple colored ketchup. If you remember when Heinz, I remember it. that. Yeah, uh, Google was it Google Glass or Google Lens? I think it was Google Glass. They were like the it was Google Glass, right? Yeah, they were the the which I think exists now, like Ray-Ban does them now and they do them correctly, but Google attempted to try to put like a smartphone in a pair of eyeglasses or, or faux glasses, sunglasses. And the world wasn't ready except for villains and James Bond movies. Yeah. So uh, all these items are showcased at the Museum of Failure and the Colgate brand uh, beef lasagna or as they call it in uh, the United Kingdom, lasagne. Lasagne West. No. Uh, the Colgate brand beef lasagna is prominently displayed. However, people looked into this because they learned that, um, the, I, I guess initially, the Museum of Failure uh, didn't want to display this. I guess they relented at some point, but it was found out that it was just a mock-up. It was made to get people talking. It was made to uh, stir some controversy. You'll want to brush your teeth after looking at this beef lasagna. Look, I genuinely believed it because I wouldn't put it past a company like that to try to branch oh, yeah, out. Me too. That's why I thought it I was like, they yeah, would they would try other things. It's kind of too mundane to assume it's a prank. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, companies branch out. This 
you know, it happens, yes. especially <laughs> old companies making TV dinners at the time when TV dinners were first becoming massively popular. Yeah, yeah I believe it. Yeah. Or if, the, if it was like, you know, they decided to make a video game console, you'd be like, uh, <laughs> maybe. Now I can see the you make- want to come play my new super Colgate toe. <laughs> they should get in the spice game because that toothpaste that you have is so spicy i threw it out because it's so spicy it hurts like even just walking near you do you get like the cinnamon kind uh, ghost pepper chili toothpaste oh God, you, got, you got the one chip challenge toothpaste. <laughs> uh, and don't forget i live in a city that is now synonymous with uh one chip challenge death <laughs> Do they find out anything about that or is it just just out in the air? I think it's, it's like, I think it's out in the air. I think it's just some kid bought it wherever they sell that. I think that you can get it like FYE because oh, yeah. FYE continues to exist and they open new locations. Um, yeah, you can get Reptar bars and stuff. Yeah. You can. You can get powdered it's Toastman like, cereal. Is it good? It's okay. It okay. the the real crime is that uh, because it's FIE, a box of cereal costs eleven ninety nine. It's a novelty. It's a novelty, sure. Um, yeah, at least it doesn't suck like Reptar bars. But we've talked about that on the show before, so yeah, they're not lean. They're certainly not mean, and uh, I'm a little upset because they didn't turn my mouth green. They didn't do any of the things, and they decided frosting instead of caramel. If they ch- it all simple simple solution just make the caramel green would have been a pretty decent candy bar you know who but wouldn't who the fuck puts frosting in a candy bar uh you know who wouldn't fuck this up colgate <laughs> true it, they could make frosting that'd be fun it would look like toothpaste it, it, it's just toothpaste it's <laughs> yeah, just a yeah that would toothpaste. be a good idea for a candy bar like uh, <laughs> it looks like a toothbrush with that little yeah. perfect swivel of toothpaste on top yeah. yeah and that would be like the 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 flavor custard and then the toothbrush part would be like the satisfying crunch it actually exactly. writes itself right because if colgate conspires to ruin our teeth by selling candy bars won't they make more money on toothpaste yeah yeah it's this is this is a good idea mm. this is like right in line with like dove makes soap and chocolate so then, Man. like, you could eat the Dove chocolate and feel like you're being naughty and eating soap. <laughs> yes. Just me? Man. Yes. Next week, we're going to get hired by Colgate, and the week after that, the Museum of Failure is going to have a new entry. <laughs> finally. They finally contact us. Uh, I forget who it was we were talking to. I should know this. I think it was someone actually on uh, this show. Um, it might have been someone we interviewed uh, a, a while back, but uh, that, that person worked at Lush Cosmetics, which you can usually find at uh, uh, supermarkets, supermarkets, shopping malls. Well, you can branch. You can branch into a yeah. supermarket, I guess. Yeah, it's super. I mean, if Colgate can branch into frozen dinners, apparently uh, they can't. Right. But <laughs> now, now Lush will, uh, they manufacture, it's, it's soaps, you know, it's all, it's a, it's cosmetics, cosmetics, uh, you know, personal hygiene products, but their soaps all look delightful. They look like little snacks. Yeah. And uh, this individual told me, told us that uh, people 
Uh, oh, it was Kim. It was Kim I know. Kim I was Denaro. like, are you being coy on purpose? I'm no, like, I, I knew, you're a comedian friend. I, yeah, we, we've, see, this is, I mean, good testament here. We've interviewed so many people that now I'm blanking on who it was that told, told me the story. Well, I'm a Be fan. Sure I remember. Check them out at your favorite uh, Hardly Focused podcast player. Yes. Thank you, Nate. Kim did Crushed it. You should listen to your work, Jack. I should. Bullgatecasts.com. I, uh, <laughs> according to my Spotify wrapped, uh, which we can talk about uh, in a second if you're so inclined, um, I, I listen to uh, Trend Lightly here on the Solid Listen Podcast Network. I listen to that podcast more than my own. Same. So, um, but anyway, Kim DeNaro, uh, <laughs> New York City based comedian, uh, told us that when she worked at Lush, uh, people regularly eat the soap. Your um bath gel look does look like Jello. I mean, I think it was manufactured to look like Jello. Have you ever tried eating it? Mm, no, I'm curious. Isn't it all like organic? Like, I feel like you can eat it. I'm sure it's non toxic. <laughs> I have Tree Hut um shea sugar body scrub mm-hmm. that smells like watermelon, Yum. and it is like when you open up the the cap, it's like the most it smells like i don't know if you guys have had bubblicious oh yeah but but that watermelon where it just like yeah. it fills up the room you're like this this smells delicious but it says for external use only i was like it's a suggestion but i mean it's like it's sugar consistency with like you know the gelness with it it's like i feel like i could eat this <laughs> you can it eat anything so good yeah, if you're brave, <laughs> try hard. But it's it's amazing. Not so to be brave. not to be taken orally. I just spent twenty dollars on a lip scrub. I wow. Yeah. At Dollar Tree. Jack, no, I spent twenty dollars. Buy below at twenty dollar tree <laughs> at, at Sawbuck Tree. <laughs> Rebecca, that was the joke. Was nothing, pretty- nothing at Dollar Tree costs a dollar anymore. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I just the the concept of scrubs where they are supposed to just really be sugar, and we're here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're out here buying like, yeah this stuff i'm uh, sorry it's quick been, little it's... quick little tangent I, sure. I love dollar tree and dollar general stores because they somehow like get snacks that are like nowhere else yes like it's weird Five like, below really know, crushes in that department it's so strange like it's like no are these like the the failures like the things that failed in stores or are they testing them out before they put them in stores that's the real question isn't this stuff that just falls off the truck or is that like marshall's <laughs> I mean, and dj max they they sold these um these cheese crisps that they tasted so much like real cheese like you know if you if you take cheese and put it on your frying pan and it just kind of cooks and it gets hard. Like if you make a grilled cheese sandwich and a little bit of cheese falls off. A cheese it, skirt. Yeah. It, it tasted so good. And I was like, where are these? Like, where else are they? They were nowhere to be found. It was only at the Dollar Tree. I was like, what the hell? Is this like a promotional? Like, I couldn't figure out. And then like in two months, they were gone and I never saw them again. <laughs> I was like, they were the best. Which That was probably like the last of them. I know I never saw them anywhere though. That's like the craziest thing. So you're you're probably right, but 
some part of me th was hoping that it was like a test run and they're like oh yeah these passed maybe maybe like, it's both maybe it's a little bit of everything we need to get a buyer be. for the dollar tree on this pod yeah there we go it's a good idea I, I like to go into Dollar Tree and, and try to discern what store used to occupy the space. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's always like, it's like a supermarket or it'll be like a Kmart or uh, sometimes they'll just like leave signage up or they'll leave like, they, they do like a really lazy job of uh, renovating what used to be there. So it's always fascinating. <laughs> It's always fascinating to do that. And then it's always uh, equally fascinating to um, spend, you know, $1.25 on something that is uh, advertised as being only a dollar. The shop around the corner from me used to be um, a Halloween outlet. Yeah, that's right. It, well, well <laughs> Still bef before that, it was a supermarket. Was it? Yeah, it was It was like an old, uh, old supermarket. I don't, I think it was just like, like a family owned supermarket, not a chain. And then it closed and, and it was like our uh, product of its time too. Like it, it looked like it had, you know, constructed in the fifties and, and never, you know, given a fresh coat of paint. So then the Halloween outlet moves in and the Halloween outlet, you know, usually is open only around Halloween. Like they usually move in yeah. around the end of August and then they will go through probably like the week after Halloween. Well, this place, it was a rare instance where it's open year round. Uh, and you had to walk through, you had to walk through the, the giant pumpkin to get into the store. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Something would jump out at you in the entryway and scare the shit out of you. Best part. Uh, and then, uh, you know how I know it was an old supermarket is because they still had like what used to be the, you know, like the freezers, the coolers in the back where they would keep like the deli section. Mm. And that all was still there, but that's where they kept all the costumes because that's where I bought my giant chicken costume. It was cold. Luck Masterson. <laughs> I think it's just perpetually cold. It was the, uh, it was the spirits. Gotcha. Yes, Cluck Masterson, whom I named after. I'm I'm now telling people I named after uh, the uh, lesser known Masterson sibling, <laughs> and not and not the rapist. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever uh, Masterson played uh, Francis on Malcolm mm -hmm. in the Middle. But um, yeah, oh, that, yeah. Yeah, the Halloween outlet was uh, was pretty legit, and of course, I like the idea of a Halloween outfit slash supermarket. You know, I, I want to just have one spot where I can go to get all of my skeletons and deli meat. Yeah, you, you know what they? It's like they sell like cartons. It's like milk cartons, but it's just filled with blood, <laughs> like real blood, real human blood. blood. Yeah, real human blood, and like the missing persons like picture on the carton is the person whose blood was spilled to fill the carton. Ooh, that's it. marketing. That that's is good, marketing. you know, because I, you know, I like knowing it came from like a sustainable local human being. Yeah, you know, I, 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 can, I can see you walking up to like the poor clerk who makes minimum wage and has no time for your shit. And I can see you asking, excuse me, was this carton of blood tested for HIV? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it is this Oneg? I, I can only have Oneg. <laughs> uh, Spotify wrapped. Uh, came out today, the 29th of November. Um, did either of you, oh, for I don't know if either of you use Spotify regularly, but if you do, did you oh, yeah. have any good picks? Were, were you, were you I do not or? use Spotify. I am the only person I know who, year after year, does not see any Spotify wrapped. He's an Apple music guy. 
No, well, uh, I listen to YouTube music these days. Okay. I will say YouTube music is nice when I got my, uh, like, I got like three months of YouTube premium or whatever when I bought my mm-hmm. Chromebook. So that was, it was nice to be able to just play music and, and really anything mm-hmm. ad free high quality and not have to rely on a, on an ad blocker, which may or may not work now. Yeah. Um, but Nate, what did you have for your Spotify wrapped? I'm very confused. I don't know how I'm, I don't know how accurate this is because my number one is, uh, Seth Kumka from Paramore. Oh, that's a great song. Like, which is, it's a great song, but I know for a fact that I've also listened to, the news a lot yep like and i i know i also listen to this is why and this is this is why is nowhere in the top 10 i'm like no i play that that album all the time so i'm a little bit sus but it's uh it's here it's uh i got paramore i got uh here's the thing this would be so trippy for like um like 2013 Nate to see. Yeah. Because a majority of it is Paramore and then the other half is Fallout Boy. <laughs> Those are two bands that I never thought I would ever listen to. And here we are. I I mean so much for Stardust was pretty decent. Well, I mean, a that, good album. Yeah, I mean that was Fall Out Boy's foray back into trying to do their old sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, so after the 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 garbages they've been putting out for the last ten years, I'm glad that they did what was uh, what they claim to be, and I agree with it. The the logical successor to uh, Fall I Do from 2009. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Paramore was uh, in mine as, as well. And Sakem saw uh, Ak uh, when Kate and I... Kate, oh my God. Rebecca and I. <laughs> well, <laughs> good night, everyone. All right, we're... Take three. All right, we're rolling from the top. <laughs> to be fair, we are talking about bands that peaked when we were all in high school. Yes. Sure, yeah, that. <laughs> that's, yeah, it, of course that happens. It's on tape. Um, uh, when Becky and I went to Comic Con earlier this year, and uh, we met Melissa Joan Hart, um, mm-hmm. I had to recover because I we, we had just met Steve from Blues Clues, and I locked up, didn't know what to do, and didn't know what to say to him. So uh, kicking myself and we went to go see Melissa Joan Hart and I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to do better. I'm going to be just a uh, forthright with her. And I immediately walk up to her and I, I, I think she's like going to say hi, you know, a, a word that has two letters. <laughs> and I cut her off with, do you listen to Paramore? <laughs> but it's because of this song and it's because this song sounds like the Clarissa explains it all theme. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can hear it. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, 
Uh, and it's got the same like vibe, not got... necessarily like the same like timbre, but like the same, definitely the same vibe. Yeah, I agree. I, I got very excited when she said she listens to Paramore, and even though I I had the reasoning queued up in my mind why I was bringing this up, at that point I stumbled <laughs> all over myself and uh, mm. tried to tried to explain the connection and just failed miserably. And it's... oh, I bet she loved it. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, could you explain it all? <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I would have asked for my, my uh, money back. Yeah. Well, back you pulled a sneaky. I mean, uh, I paid for a photo, and you know, you you pay for one photo. Mm-hmm. And then Becky just jumps in right after I took my photo with her and got one with her too for free. Ooh. Because <laughs> you know, it was like 30 bucks for a photo. Aki, you, oh, wow. you went to Comic Con recently. I'm sure the prices were outrageous. Well, yeah, but I, I was just going to say, um, at least at Rhode Island uh, Comic-Con, it was up to four people. Um, like, you just buy the one ticket, and then as, as many as four people can get in at the same time. So uh, Okay. See, I went to the Comic-Con in Hartford, Connecticut, and it's mm-hmm. just, uh, I guess, uh, a further testament to why the state of Connecticut sucks so much because they <laughs> overcharge for uh celebrity photo opportunities but mm-hmm. good. Um, oh well i got to i got to hang out with christina ricci and by hang out with i mean be near for about five seconds but that counts it does that does count i gotta give respect to um shannon doherty because i i don't know if she was at the one you went to act but she was at the one uh i was at and she's like hanging on by a thread now i mean she she keeps, oh man yeah she's just not i was cancer? Just, yeah she's got like every kind of cancer now like it's it's wow. just spreading everywhere but she's still doing convention appearances and she's still working like she's she's fighting it but she still also shows up these and she even looked when i saw her at the harford comic-con she looked sickly um and then jody yeah. sweet jody sweet and walked right by becky and and said hi to becky and becky just went ah! I just Googled her and the top result is a news story from six hours ago. I don't want to die. Shannon Doherty says cancer has spread to her bones. Yeah, I saw that. Man, that is tragic. And she'll still be working. I get get, give her credit for that. She's not going down without a fight. Yeah. Unlike uh, I wonder what the mindset of that is, because like I, I wouldn't have that mindset. I would just be like, dude, I gotta see the northern lights. I gotta go to Paris and eat cheese or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what people do, but yeah. I just remember a uh, Grey's Anatomy episode where there was this old couple that I think like the husband was like dying of cancer. So they like blew out their every cent they had to travel the world. And then they end up at the hospital. And uh, I think like Meredith Grey tells him, Oh yeah, no, sorry. You were misdiagnosed. You're the, you're the healthiest person we've ever seen. Oh, we, we have no more money. Uh, sucks to suck. Uh, my Spotify wrapped. Skill issue. <laughs> my top artists, uh, one through five, Blink-182, no surprise. Uh, Taylor Swift, kind of surprising. I didn't realize I listened to that much Taylor Swift. Uh, Paramore, Gaslight Anthem, Taking Back Sunday. Which, uh, three of those, uh, four, of, oh, all five, five of these actually put out new music this year. It was a great year for music. It really was. Oh, it was absolutely like, a great shit. year for Can music. Can we like talk about it? Like, 
there's so much like i i also failed to mention that a band that i like close closure in moscow oh put yeah out an album this year yep and i really like the stuff that they put out like they always change it up they're not really afraid to like be different mm -hmm. not like some bands <clears throat> muse hey everybody let's all work with the former frontman from from first to last because he has rejuvenated electronic music skrillex with your stupid haircut and your equally stupid sunglasses sorry you were yeah. saying no it's <laughs> it's fine i'm 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 right there with you we could have a whole episode we where could. we just so uh but uh thrice thrice put out the re-release of artists Artist and the amulet oh yeah which was crazy good it was very surreal because like usually what bands do is when they like do the 20th anniversary or something yeah they just like tweak the eq or whatever and they just like bring up the piano or like they change it and they're like oh it's remixed and remastered you know it's like fuck you but what muse did is they just recorded thrice a, a, what did i say muse muse we're talking about my good brain, music remember my brain is on autopilot what muse <laughs> what thrice what thrice did is they just went through and they just re-recorded all of it yep with, with his vocals as now yeah um, it's fucking good. Uh, Dustin Kendry, I mean, his uh, voice has changed so significantly in 20 years that it's... it's Yeah, it's a little smoky. Yeah, it's it's actually really nice to hear, like, you know, a, a band that is quite quite obviously aged, whereas other bands, it's, you know, they could re-record. I mean, like uh, Phantom Planet, you know, they're known for doing the theme song to the OC, and they re-recorded. They tried to do, like, a one-to-one -one re recording of that song this year, and it was just awful. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, so the reason why I met, messed up Muse with with them is that Muse also put out a re-release of like In Absolution. I, I forget the name of that album. That sounds so, right. Something like that. Yeah. And um they re-released it for like the twentieth anniversary or whatever. And they did the first thing that I talked about where they were like, Well, we're just gonna like t change the EQ a little bit. It's like a little bit like more higher frequencies come through and you listen to it, you're like, There is nothing different. This sounds exactly <laughs> the same that it did when they put it out. I don't know why even why you even bother doing that. Yeah. It's like you don't even care about that money. Well, they don't even care about that that style of music anymore. They're all like pop yeah like it's it's really weird that they would go back to like their roots and be like this is their like a really great album with great songwriting and then slowly they wrote like a pop song and they realized oh we could just do that and they wrote <laughs> shitty pop songs and because the thing is it's like the writers for muse i don't know if it's just uh matt bellamy is that yeah that is bellamy is the front man yeah, I don't know if it's just him writing, but like he's a fucking fantastic songwriter. And it really sucks to see like a really good songwriter just write like your basic. Yep. Yeah. Like literally one of their songs. And then there's like a snare and a kick. And it's just like. Allow me to quote Ack from mere seconds ago money. That will ruin even the best songwriter. Right, but it does seem kind of weird that they would go back to the album that 
before they made money, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be like, it would be like, um, Incubus re-releasing Fungus Among Us, which is like before it, make yourself it, before it, science. It would be the Goo Goo Dolls, uh, re-recording any one of their punk albums from the early nineties, late eighties, oh, early nineties, yeah. concerning the shit they put out now, uh, going back to the money thing, because the when they oh, realized yeah, Sugar Ray did it too. When they realize when you when you realize what sells, the sound that sells, uh, that that's the uh, your output. That's what you do. It's a, it's a job. I get it. It just sucks. Like I would just think like every so often you could put out an o- album that you the one that you want to do. Yeah. You know, like instead of like, all right, we're gonna try to write what. And I get it. You're an entertainer. It's you're supposed to entertain others. It's not about yourself anymore. But I mean. In a way, it kind of is. I mean, that's the point of there being multiple entertainers. Yeah. Right. If, yeah. If, as fans, you find the ones that appeal to you. And if you're the entertainer, you should find the fans that get you. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say, like, and big market tease with talking about bands that put out really good albums this year. Uh, when we come back from break, I do want to get into that more. But just going into break, I do want to mention the irony of a, a actor named Cedric the Entertainer. And not once have I ever found him to be entertaining. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, we will talk about uh, more about music. Good music has come out in the year of our Lord 2023. And if we get to it also in this episode of the Ack and Jack show, uh, Robert De Niro getting angry at the Gotham Awards. I have audio of that. And also uh, the Game Awards steps they are taking to improve security because of two separate but seemingly related incidents that happened uh, over the past year Hmm. that both somehow involved Bill Clinton. Uh, So we'll have that for you. We'll have that for you coming up. Stick around. Hardly Focus presents the Ack and Jack Show. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. The Hardly Focused store is back, baby. We have t-shirts, and that's it. Right now, we are featuring the family-friendly tee. Perfect for PTA meetings. Comfortable and reasonably priced. Get your shirt today at hardlyfocused.com slash store. Hey, don't forget, Hardly Focused is available to enjoy on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all over the information superhighway. If you like what you hear, then don't forget to leave a nice review on your favorite podcast app. Thank you. This podcast contains explicit content. Hardly Focus presents the Ack and Jack Show. When we were the young generation, we behaved normally on the internet by going to steakandcheese.com and watching morbidly obese people take messy diarrhea shits into each other's mouths. <laughs> All right? That was how the internet was meant to be used, not yeah. this weird stuff they're doing these days. <laughs> Did you happen to find any other bands that put out really good albums this year? 
2023? Uh, so far on my list is uh, Catatonia. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Yes. Like a doom metal band. I've heard of them. Uh, um, they put out an album this year. It's pretty good. It's uh, Sky Voids of the Stars. I think. Okay. Um, I liked it. They're they're always like a. They're the, they're the type of band that you listen to on a rainy day. Yeah. Where you just kind of like just soak into yourself, like your emotion. Uh, also, Paramore put out an album. <laughs> they did. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've um, we've been waiting for that one for a long time. And then they put out a remix album uh, just a Oh, few yeah. The ago. remix album's great. Yep. It's very interesting. Uh, but also, noteworthy, um, I disclosure i have not listened to the full album but they put out a song and i really like it the mm-hmm. mars volta um they I, I wasn't expecting them to put out anything that i would like because they've just gone down the path of like experiments and just trying to fuck around with sound and like naturally you would think like okay that that would be cool except like I don't know if they just like get really high or if they're just really into like avant-garde like and it just kind of sometimes goes a little bit too far mm-hmm. and it's just like okay this, this it just sounds like a bunch of noise and like things that are competing with each other and it it's a little bit like overly complex but they put out a song i can't pronounce it because it's in spanish i'm sorry or whatever language it is i martian <laughs> i shouldn't assume that it's spanish sorry. and i well it is spanish because they're from uh like that's what i'll pass yeah. texas so that's what I, I i figured but i just didn't want to assume yeah uh omar um, rodriguez lopez and cedric bixler zavala put out an album entirely in french <laughs> i mean <laughs> francis the mute <laughs> Isn't, which album is the one that's like just one song like one 50 minute long song. I mean, a lot of them, uh, you could say D Lau's is one song, but it's, Oh, you mean like literally one song? Like yeah. It's just one. Yeah. I mean, I, that I think is D Lau's. I mean, D Lau's, but you can listen to like the separate tracks. You mean like it's literally one. And like, it's like one cohesive song. Obviously it's a track. Oh yeah. 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 Tracks, so but, it's all. Yeah. So yeah. it's about, yeah, it's a concept out. Francis the Mute is also that where they all blend into each other. Uh, um, I used to really be into the Mars Volta, and then I think it was around. I can't remember the album after Francis the Mute, but um, they started getting a little bit strange. I and normally, normally I'm all about strange. Um, mm-hmm. There's no strange shaming here. It's just, <laughs> it was just like, it, I felt like I was being trolled. <laughs> like that's the only way to put it. Cause yeah. I was just like, okay, they were doing some cool shit, you know, like, and I'm talking about stuff like, uh, like a three minute bird chirping solo, like, <laughs> like, you know, like just, it gets to like chirping birds. And like, the funny thing is if, if my, my cousin is could hear me talking about this and he just heard chirping birds he'd be like you're talking about mars volta (laughs) (laughs) no because like that's that's 
that's the thing we talk about all the time is like what the fuck like i will say like it was nice when i saw mars volta live when they got to like the silent bird chirping parts because everybody would chill the fuck out and stop like crushing you and stop like being but for the longest time i just haven't really been interested in the mars volta and it came up in my release radar and i was like let me check it out and i was like holy shit this is a this is a bop uh, hardly any birds hardly any uh, well i've only heard the song so. <laughs> uh, but like even even so like that's enough for me because usually when spotify tries its best to pick the song that it thinks that i'll like mm -hmm. and like or the most popular or whatever they feed in i don't know if it's a payment thing or if it's an algorithm thing but regardless like it's been a minute since they've recommended the mars volta and it was something that i liked uh the album name that you're thinking of nate uh, after francis and mute it's amputecture oh yeah and that yeah. has uh john frusciante on it from red hot chili peppers um, yeah, I've always been a uh, at the drive-in fan myself. They're 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 a Chili Peppers band because Delaus was Flea. Delaus had Flea on the bass. Yeah, they, which is why that album rips. It's an orgy. It's it's all the, the alternative rock industry is just is one big orgy of members. They all oh, they all just take the part. way as it should be. <laughs> they all just take part in every every everyone's bands. Um, Ak, the uh, a band called the Smile. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Nope. It is a side project of Radiohead. Oh, interesting. It's spicy. It's uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. And um, oh, you know, what? I think you did tell me about this. Yes, they have a very, very, very good song called uh, "Free in the Knowledge." They came out last year. Uh, that that was their first album, and then their second album comes out at the beginning of next year. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. I'm curious to see so so last year like i said i do youtube music instead of spotify last year i did get instead of a wrapped it was like your top songs of each season so it was like spring your most listened to songs summer etc and um i'm pretty sure it was like three bands you'd expect from me like radiohead arcade fire courtney barnett and then the last one was uh toby fox delta rune soundtrack yep <laughs> um but <laughs> There's uh, nothing wrong with that i mean uh toby oh, fox phenomenal is... music but um yeah. this year i have actually been trying very aggressively to branch out and listen to a lot of I don't want to say new artists because you will notice most of these, if I name them, are dead or long like done. Yeah. But just bands that I was always kind of aware that I would probably like, but had never really spent much time listening to. Because you probably know this about me. For like 15 years, I basically just listened to the same small handful of bands I liked, you know, Radiohead, Tragically Hip, Coldplay. Like I just didn't I didn't branch out that much. And I listened to a ton of video game music. Oh, but uh, so this year I've listened to the full discographies of the Talking Heads, sick. Sia, nice. David Bowie, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Prince and the Revolution. And I am currently almost done with the discography of Fish. Fish. So, okay. Yeah. These are just like, all like I've never really listened to these bands before or artists but I was kind of like, I'd probably like them, so why not? So I, I'm curious to see what my what my 
top of the year is going to look like this time. It's going to be very different from any year previous for me. I got to say, I think just on uh, principle alone, because I've never actually listened to them before, but I just don't like fish. And I, and I, <laughs> I think feel it's like a lot of people are like in that band camp. Yeah. Like it's, no it's people who like, are allergic. The, yeah. <laughs> it's all that mercury. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh because it, the people who fish is just is one of those bands that like people just follow them all yeah. over the country and they're they're just total airheads but uh going to a show at the house of blues and i don't remember who it was i saw but it was the complete antithesis of fish because i step outside of the house of blues and fish is across the street playing at Fenway good for them for being able to play at Fenway I will not knock that however I will knock all of their dumb fans who are outside the stadium uh inhaling helium from balloons oh yeah what the fuck's up with that it is balloons everywhere it's just so you can get high and make goofy voices is that like a thing like you get I didn't know you get high from helium i know about the the goofy voices but i once left uh open mic and there was a guy in his in his car with a helium tank and a balloon and he just took the balloon and it was like hey I'm what's like, up man i mean he didn't say anything i was just like welcome to the high the voice part? crew i hope you have a high voice too because if you've got a high voice you don't have a choice your voice is all high of the time welcome to the hive oh i guess i got kicked out of the high voice crew (laughs) do i uh can i find it on youtube in time i can't there's a there's a clip from the simpsons when like there's a photographer and he's trying to get maggie's attention and he like fills up a balloon and he's like all right it's time for mr funny voice oh yeah hey how all right that's not helium (laughs) 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 but yeah fish uh i i mean maybe it's just the fans maybe it's just the following of fish that that irks me Um, i think that's what it is because like they speak so high it's like kind of like tool like where but like but like in the sense like fish is very jam bandy and it's just like mm-hmm. it's i i mean yeah i know nothing about the culture i've never been to a live show i'm just listening to their studio albums and i i'm digging them i i, I like how their albums well first of all each one is like 27 songs long and like half the songs are like 19 minutes so it's yeah. like a fucking ordeal to listen to one of their albums <laughs> but they'll do this thing where like they'll be like a 12 minute incredibly epic beautiful soulful rock opera that makes me want to weep and then the next song is like a two-minute jaunty country tune called like flapjack timmy <laughs> it's just like the <laughs> very weird tonal whiplash <laughs> yeah um the, there's also a very good super group called the uh, oyster head which features trey anastasio from um uh fish but it's also got Stuart copeland from the police uh, look, I uh, uh, hate to derail this, and this, of course, will not be relevant by the time this episode gets posted, but we have breaking news. Is Sharon Doherty okay? No, she's fine. As far as I know, oh. she's fine. I'll tell you, though, who's not fine? Kissinger. 
finally wow wow 100 years old henry kissinger has died people oh, wow. um well okay i just booted up facebook and the top post is from my politics group and it's just a picture of farnsworth going good news everyone <laughs> <laughs> uh and then uh i immediately queued this up from uh you know where thank you so much for visiting our plant dr kissinger it was fun well I'll let you know if your glasses turn up uh, yes well i'm sure i left them in the car no one must know I dropped them in the toilet. Not I, <laughs> the man who drafted the Paris Peace Accords. <laughs> uh, uh, you know it would be kind of sad if Kissinger outlived Jimmy Carter, like in terms of like longevity. Like I am Kissinger... amazed that Jimmy Carter is hanging in there. I, I mean, by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, you never know. The clock is ticking on him especially if you saw pictures of him at his wife's funeral yesterday yeah i mean that dude i mean he's 99 years old i mean if if he if, if he looked any different like and by different i mean healthier then i'd be concerned yeah but like i mean the his family released a statement that like he is in the final stage of his life he is in hospice we will be staying by his bedside until he passes and that was like nine months ago right <laughs> and he's still clinging yeah. on there and since then he's built four houses single-handedly <laughs> um, i do i do like how on twitter I, i've i've come to really appreciate what a fucking festering pit of insane conspiracy theories twitter can be yep and uh a lot of conservatives have been losing their minds over the fact that uh, Biden, Obama, and Carter were all in the same place at the same time going, what are they planning? What are they up to? And everyone's just going, they're at Rosalind Carter's funeral. This is public knowledge. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I can't handle it anymore, man. Like, I would like to think it's an act. I would like I would to think love it's that it's one. It's just like one giant coronated theater production. It's a huge troll. I mean, part of, part of it is. I mean, that's w w what Twitter is, right? I yeah. I, uh, now I will get into the reasons why I have uh, jumped ship from Twitter, and I'm going to continue calling it Twitter because that's its goddamn yeah. name. Yep. Yeah, I'm not calling it X because I, I I'm trying to see how long on this podcast we can go without mentioning the the, the events that, uh, you know, have caused certain people at Twitter who are in charge of the platform to say certain things. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would like to try to go that entire the entire duration of this ordeal without mentioning it once. I will just say that I have shifted over the threads, which has now been around for a, maybe about a year now almost a year it's it's, mm -hmm. it's uh facebook's or instagram's attempt at, at twitter and threads seems to have had its like second wind because elon musk is so stupid that people have been jumping ship again from twitter to threads and so far my experience on threads has been incredibly positive mm -hmm. that's like, good every everyone there has been it's been easy to m mute the few things that have come up that are very twitter-esque and yeah, uh, I, it's all algorithm based. So I'm, I'm just largely conversing with either fellow podcasters or uh, video game nerds. Uh, I think my favorite thing about threads so far is whenever somebody posts some sort of like 
negative thing or some sort of like garbage the the comments are just somebody from twitter can't <laughs> like they're like it's a twitter guy <laughs> go back to twitter like you know like everybody's calling him out as like being a a twitter troll yep Say that 10 times fast but uh yeah that's funny uh we're on uh this podcast or hardly focused rather is on threads we are at heart hardly focused on threads Nice and easy to remember. Well, if you remember last week, I had to remember which accounts uh, Hardly Focused is under as Focused Hardly. And then, oh. and, and then I think it's only Instagram and threads that are hardly focused. So uh, <laughs> I had the opportunity to make this as easy as possible. And instead, I made it just incredibly painfully confusing. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't your fault. So um, in uh, going back to new music, just to wrap this up, um, yeah, Kissinger's last album just really wasn't as good as his earlier work. You know, no, I was, look, 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 Kissinger, <laughs> you know, whatever you think about the man in, in his 100 years, whatever you think about him, he's kind of a dick for dying before he had the chance to release Reputation and self-titled Henry's version. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, now with technology... They'll just bring them back. Yeah. Well, they'll release. Oh, yeah. AI Henry Kissinger has already orchestrated several coups in South America. (laughs) Now, this was largely because of new music, but not well, quasi new music are. It it depends on the uh, what you consider the vault tracks to be either quite literally from 10 years ago or if they were just recently recorded and then put into the quote unquote vault. But um, Madam coughs a lot over here. You're fine. It didn't pick up into the mic. Don't worry. It's just I was getting ready to throw to you and then you're immediately. I gave you the eye like (laughs) mute me (laughs) like not now. No vamp. Stretch it out. Uh, You were uh, happy to get your uh, thank you message from Taylor Swift this morning. on (laughs) I cried. I don't know why I was so emotional. I thought it was she cute. spoke to you. It, it really did. I was like, wow, it feels so, I, 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 I fall for this. Like, I'm like, no, Spotify is speaking to me. This is so specific to me. And then like not Rogers. thinking everyone else gets this. <laughs> Thank you message. It did. Uh, it was because she blew you a kiss. I was just like, imagine I, I was thinking of her taping that moment like when you know your music is so popular that they're like hey come over here real quick and when we do this wrapped like you can thank your fans i just found the whole process so special <laughs> i just started crying uh becky was also oh my god becky was also the type to watch uh dora the explorer and when dora would go i need your help becky would stand up and be like everyone step aside dora needs my help well, this is why i can't watch sports i feel bad for everyone i get really sad for whoever loses like i oh, overthink the it one time in my life i ever paid attention to a team sport was like 10 years ago i followed the bruins for like two games and they proceeded to bomb and do terribly (laughs) the moment i started paying attention and i just said no you know what fuck it i'm never doing this again did you start to think about like their moms being sad for them as they lose and just wanting them to feel better because like i go really dark and yeah it just is sad that like brings up like like uh the show doug 
like when he has like his shoes and like he's like his old shoes and he has to get new shoes but he's like emotionally attached uh, to and, like, <laughs> know anybody like, like that jack <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 i am a borderline hoarder we knew this because i emotionally connect to my things and think they have feelings yeah Aww. i mean i did it for the longest time because of doug like anytime like i saw a toy at the store that had like a weird like misprint like it's like glasses might be like a little bit off or something. Sure. I would get like really emotional because I would oh, be like, it's no disabled one, just yeah. like no me. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's going to buy it. And I was like, I have to buy it because no one else is going to. Mm-hmm. And I would like personify everything that I love Doug, the show, uh-huh. but I have to admit it fucked me up a little bit because like that that episode in particular like whenever i saw something that was like broken at a store uh-huh. i would like personify it as like no one's gonna buy me i wonder if that's where i got it from doug i do wonder awesome. I, I, yeah like, i don't remember this episode in particular but i i did watch the show the sephirothic and- circles of divine dugs has claimed so, another soul so uh, we <laughs> Like, very rarely does news ever break when we're recording this podcast. So the breaking news sounder I have, like, only so often can I dust it off. But we now have two breaking news sounders because of Doug. (laughs) (laughs) But I got to I got to say, though, I like that Fred Newman there doing the little like bass part, the little boom, because in the original I know exactly what he's mimicking yeah. it's right it's in there yeah. you can hear it yeah um the, the dog episode you're thinking about the shoes I I love that episode for two reasons one the woman who's fitting Doug for his shoes. Who's like so nice in pleasant. And she's like, she's got like this really like exotic sounding voice and yeah. it's all going well until Doug reveals. He doesn't have enough money for both shoes. At which point she just goes off next. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, the athlete, whatever his name is, uh, you know, who, who's lent his Ch- name to the shoes. Wasn't like chalky white or something. Well, that's our friend chalky Studebaker. Um, oh. but I, I know oh, this was like a sports guy. Cause he wanted to get this, the new sports guy. Shoot. Right. I can't remember. I just watched yeah. the episode too. And I can't remember his name, but I do remember like he like meets Doug. He just happens to meet Doug and he wears the same kind of shoes as Doug. And then he's yeah, he like, yeah, he signs it. And then he asks Doug, Hey, can you sign my shoes? After all, we are soul brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was so nice. That was so no, heartwarming. It's a, it a nice little, and then Roger goes and buys the size 24 shoes. Falls on his face. <laughs> like the klutz that he is. Uh, the, the Doug music, though. Mm. This is my favorite. It's the Percy Femur theme song. <laughs> I just I just love cartoons that like when a certain character shows up and they just have a theme song that just plays in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when Uncle Ruckus always shows up on the boondocks and it's just this very like depressing, frightening, melancholy music. <laughs> I'm not joking too when I say like on a daily basis, I have like the Mr. Dink song in my brain. Like boop, 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 boop,
boop, boop, boop, boop, boop, boop. Like, seriously, that just pops in my brain like every day. There's a moment where it's like, bah, 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 you know, it's. Hey, that. Becky, we could be the dinks. The dual income, no kids. <laughs> everything they had. We was, are the dinks. Everything they had was very expensive. We have four kids. We do. And we've locked them out of this room and they hate everything about their existence right now because they can't be in, in this room with us right now. Nate, I'm going to warn you right now. Don't ever break Jack's grill. <laughs> you broke my grill? <laughs> okay. Very expensive. Uh, very good. Um, I'm glad we could uh, talk about Doug. I thought we were moving far away from the music thing because I almost forgot <laughs> AJR put out an album this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw and them. At, I uh, only know AJR because several people stopped me. And I I mean, probably not. I don't, not anymore, but people would be like, oh my God, you look like the lead singer from AJR. I'm like, I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see it. Like, I, But I never heard of them. And then I listened to it and they put out an album this year and it's really, like, really deep because they focused on their dad having cancer. Yeah. And, like, they kind of wrote, like, it around that. Like, the whole album's not about that. But they have, like, one particular song that is, like, uh, God is Real or something like that. And let me let me preface this with i'm not a huge fan of god <laughs> i'm not a, I, I don't even this is know my favorite fictional character she's a woman no no she's not that's oh, i got i got god god can't be a woman because there's just too many inaccurate things that are happening that a woman would never do listen never say that to the members of dishwalla because they will uh not be happy i mean you'll if, be besmirching their one hit there's so many things that are just wrong that it just can't be a woman. I'm sorry. I got this is, definitely um, has man fuck up a re all over it. On, on my <laughs> birthday, women would never let this happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on my sorry. on my birthday, I'm at Walmart and I got accosted by uh, two what I thought were dapper looking gentlemen. I thought they were like store security or like loss uh, prevention, and they were like coming to give me shit about like something. Uh. And they're part of some cult that believes that God is a woman. And they were trying to recruit me to their cult. They're Arianators. And I, and, I, and I kept saying yes. And I kept agreeing with everything they said because I'm of the mindset that if I, if I agree with you, if I keep saying yes, then will you go away? See, Probably. if you really agreed with them, you would have said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. God is serving cunt. <laughs> Oh, okay. I so, wish I had you there with me, Ak. You could have saved me. <laughs> so to finish up this, this, whatever you want to call sure. it. Sure. Um. So this song, God is real. Uh, not a huge fan of God. Not even sure if he's real. Not sure. But anyway, the whole point of this song was like, uh, like, for me. My perspective of it is I find it very interesting that a lot of people don't believe in God until they need God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like mm -hmm. something's happening and they're like, so like the whole premise is like life's short until it's not or life's long until it's not. And God's fucking fake until he's not. 
I, I heard some like it's interesting. It's just an mm -hmm. interesting concept. And I don't want to get into like the whole like th philosophy, but it, it struck me very oddly because I was like around the same time, like I'd lost my grandmother. So I was just like, it is really interesting how spiritual we get around that. Yeah. And then like whenever something bad happens, it's like, like God isn't real. And then when you need a prayer or something like, please, like it, it's so hypocritical a little bit, but mm -hmm. That's is a... God real? We're getting to the bottom of it tonight on hardly focused. <laughs> Let's see. Well, he's got a G in his name. So <laughs> that's one of the letters of the alphabet. Oh, he has a point. Uh, now, now I heard this. letter wait god is the seventh letter of the alphabet god created the earth in seven days and seven years into my marriage is when my wife is going to leave me it all makes sense seven oh. years it takes seven, seven licks to get to the center of a tizzy pot um i i heard something i saw ajr by the way and, uh the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas in Los Angeles in 2018. Uh, they were great. They, they went on early, though, because they were still relatively new. Um, yeah. I, I, caught, I, I don't think I caught the whole set, but uh, I heard something that actually makes a lot of sense, that it's totally okay for atheists and agnostic people like ourselves to uh, yell, oh, God, during the act of relations, because a God-fearing individual certainly wouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, true. See, think about it. Fair, fair enough. Okay, when we return, uh, we will uh, get to some of the audio that we have uh, that we teased earlier, including, including Henry uh, Kissinger's latest words. <laughs> yes, his Kissinger's comment on his own death, and uh, De Niro uh, freaking out at the Gotham Awards, and then uh, the Game Awards. And audio from the incidents that have led them to rethink their security measures. Uh, we will return. Hardly Focus presents the Ack and Jack Show. You are listening to the Solid Listen Podcast Network. On February 12th, 1981, the Canadian band Rush released their seminal album, Moving Pictures. Speaking of moving pictures, Hardly Focused is available to enjoy on YouTube. Watch us talk at each other and subscribe to our channel at hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube. Seven females at a Rush concert. Must be some kind of a world record. Hardly Focused is all over the social medias. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, that thing that used to be Twitter, TikTok, MySpace, Google+, LiveJournal, Friendster, and more. Learn more at hardlyfocused.com slash subscribe. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to The Ack and Jack Show. If I don't snack every like three hours, I start to whine and cry like a little piece of shit. Hey, we're the Ack and Jack Show. Chris Acciardi, Jack Gill, Nate Fillers, Becky Hill. You can get us at ackandjack.com, A-C-C and jack.com, presented by Hardly Focused and the Solid Listen Podcast Network. And Robert De Niro is an actor. He is old, not as old as Kissinger, but old. And oh, he's dead. Quite opinionated. De I have nipples, Greg. <laughs> uh, De Niro? No, he's... He's still uh, he's still there. 
He's still trying. He's got nipples. <laughs> Can you milk me? Uh, but De Niro, uh, De Niro, not uh, <laughs> too thrilled because uh, he was given a speech at the Gotham Awards. And uh, I'm guessing there was a teleprompter in front of him and he was going off that. And the teleprompter was missing some uh, some text. Was missing some uh, some key words. Uh-oh. Like go and fuck and yourself, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro, super pissed on stage uh, during the Gotham Awards this past Monday night, claiming someone edited his speech about Donald Trump. However, De Niro, being uh, purportedly smart, had the speech on hand and was able to just pull it up and <laughs> uh, just read it. So this is coming from uh, TMZ. also want to mention he was introducing the Gotham Historical Icon and Creator Tribute Award for his new film, Killers of the Flower Moon. This is when he went off script and uh, launched into his, uh, as TMZ is putting it, his mini tirade. Here we go. I'll say one thing. The beginning of my speech was edited, cut out. I didn't know about it. And I want to read it. It was, thank you. History isn't history anymore. Truth is not truth. Even facts are being replaced by alternative facts and driven by conspiracy theories and ugliness. In Florida, young students are taught that slaves develop skills which could be applied for their personal benefit. The entertainment industry isn't immune to this festering disease. The Duke John Wayne famously said of Native Americans, I don't feel we did wrong in taking this great country away from them. There were great numbers of people who needed new land, and the Indians were selfishly trying to keep it for themselves. Lying has become just another tool in the charlatan's arsenal. The former president lied to us more than 30,000 times during his four... Thank you. ...years in office. And he's keeping up the pace in his current campaign of retribution. But with all his lies, he can't hide his soul. He attacks the weak, destroys the gifts of nature, and shows disrespect, for example, by using Pocahontas as a slur. Filmmakers, on the other hand, strive, and this is where I came in and I saw that they edited all that. So I'm going to say these things, but to Apple and thank them and all that, Gotham, blah, 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 Apple, but who, I don't feel like thanking them at all for what they did. How dare they do that, actually? Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. I hate it when they, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's censorship. I mean, I hate any form of censorship. Um, 
it seems a little, I mean, I can see why they did it. Obviously it's a PR move to, to save face. They should have known it's De Niro. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I get it, but you shouldn't just spring it on him. You know, like you got to talk to him or something, you know, not just hide it. Right. <laughs> he would have done it anyway. <laughs> if they're like, so we, we want to cut this part out. Uh, we think it's a little bit too spicy for our audience. Um, yeah. So and then when he like, says no, then he'll come out and just be like, they didn't want me to read this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that would have been better than just trying to fucking do it behind his back. <laughs> That's true. Can, can, can I also ask a question that I worry will make me look really ignorant? Uh, go right ahead, because that is the story of my life. So Gotham means something outside the context of Batman. Uh, you know what? Let me look that up because I know there's a, um, a website called the Gothamist and mm-hmm. I know that's New York city based. Um, yeah. Dictionary.com, a journalistic nickname for New York city. It's actually, okay. yeah, it's actually got ham. <laughs> yeah. Like Yum. a failed got milk spinoff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marketing campaign that just didn't have the same, uh, je ne sais quoi in the nineties. And they were so embarrassed about it. They just were like, eh, it's Gotham. Now the Gotham awards I'm unfamiliar with, but they have awards for pretty much anything now. Yeah. Seems about right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that is, uh, oh, presented by the Gotham film and media Institute. Also simply the Gotham formerly yeah. known as the independent filmmaker project. Like uh, you're talking about his, his speech at, at the Gotham awards. And I'm just like, I know he was in Joker, but like, boy, oh, he's really yeah. riding that, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they really spinning a whole Gotham cinematic universe out of this. <laughs> very true. Separate from the several other universes that we've tried to spin up and mm-hmm. been very unsuccessful with over the years. Um, so I don't, yeah, this is, this is crazy. And I know I'm not saying Biden is a cup of whatever you want it to be, but at least we're not getting garbage conspiracy bullshit from the president. Right. I'm going to say it. I think Biden is good. I'm glad I voted for him. I think he's doing a phenomenal job and I look forward to voting for him again. I'm going to vote for Jimmy Carter next year. That's a good call. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's not necessarily Biden's fault. I mean, it's obviously, you know, you have Congress and not letting him do anything. So there's that. But I'm just saying overall, like, not really wowed by anything he's really done. But at the same time, he hasn't really pissed me off. He hasn't just well. been like, you know, could we put bleach inside of us or any <laughs> stupid bullshit like that? Yeah. He's, uh, Pat, he got past the most ambitious and biggest climate change spending bill in American history. That's good. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. And uh, gas prices are going down. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the thing is, I know a lot of people look at the economy. It's just through the lens of inflation. Mm-hmm. And yes, things are more expensive, but that's probably like once things inflate, they tend not to deflate like those just aren't going back down. But what's happening is the job market, the labor market is getting so much better that people like every single statistic is showing that like people are making more money and spending more money, but then like complaining 
that the economy sucks. And it's like, well, you realize that like, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. You're doing well. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've had so many years of that, like so many years of things going well, but we're fed the narrative that it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just because that's what's popular. Uh, right. Well, that's what happens, you know, Ev. Every election, that's why we sw- we swing back and forth between the parties so often is because no party has ever successfully ended all suffering in the world. And right. so we get mad that they haven't done that and punish them by not voting for them. And in this whole time, Jill Stein's been standing there saying, I can do it. Please vote for the Green Rainbow Party. Is and she I Green say, Rainbow? No, thank you. She's, I don't know if she, Green Rainbow, I just know Green. Oh, okay. I thought it was Green I Rainbow. I, I don't know if Green Rainbow is, is like the official name of the Green Party or if it's a different thing. Look, all I know is that I registered as a, a member of the pizza party because yep. it was an option. But then I found out that the guy who created the pizza party voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. You did no so, research. Sense. Why not you were, vote for your you were cheated and lied to. Well, because most of these parties don't have actual people running for president. <laughs> Look, when pizza is presented to me, I have no time for research. And when it's on a bagel, you can have it anytime. Anytime. I think the guy who started that lives in my town. Really? I think so. I think I saw that online. I'm still going to call it Rainham. Even I think though it's technically Rainham, and I'm standing by it. I, I see. I don't disagree with you. I'm just not going to change my ways. No, I've been told I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. You, you, you would think that we'd have this whole dialect town pronunciation thing down pat. And then uh, the town of Rainham, Massachusetts, comes around and says, "We want to be different. We we want to be South Shore uh, royalty. We're doing well." Uh, the game. So, of, sorry, Nate. Go ahead. Before no, I, I was just I'm just trying to like wrap my head around like the whole concept of like yeah I, I get I get the censorship like the purpose for it and I get why they did it. It's just. I don't understand, like, why they always think it's a good idea. Because mm-hmm. it's just like it just pisses people off more. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's, it's a lose lose situation to do mm-hmm. it. Because it's like, well, a lot of people are just going to do it anyway, and so you lost both people. So yeah, you lost. He still made you. the speech, and now you look worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. thank you, Nate. Uh, the game awards are coming up very soon. Uh, we will mm-hmm. wrap up this, uh, installment of the Ack and Jack show with this, um, the game awards, they are happening Thursday, December 7th. It is highly anticipated that the trailer for Grand Theft Auto six will be, if it doesn't premiere that night, it will be out in the wild by then, which effectively means that this might be the last episode of this podcast that is recorded before the Grand Theft Auto Six trailer is is revealed to the world. Because Rockstar, my God, announced we've we- we've left AED and now we're a GTA Six. <laughs> it's finally happening. Uh, yeah, it was, it's going to happen. Uh, and I and I and I guarantee you, I guarantee you. That trailer is going to start off just like this. Why did I move here? I guess it was the weather. (laughs) 
You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna start it that way just just to troll everybody. Now I haven't been keeping up with like any leaks or anything. Is it still? Last I heard, it was going to be two protagonists, a, a man and a woman, yep. like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Yep, the is Bonnie that still. Yep. what we know that is correct. The Bonnie and Clyde uh, inspired story was was actually revealed several years ago. Um, there's always because this happened with Grand Theft Auto Five too. Someone will go on 4chan and leak all of this shit, mm-hmm. and it's and it, people are will will uh, poo poo it instantly. And then, you know, either a leak happens or the thing comes out and then that post is brought back up and said, hey, uh, you guys realize that everything that this guy said in his 4chan post five years ago is correct. Yeah. So the Bonnie and Clyde inspired story is accurate. The the protagonists names, unless this is now changed, uh, are uh, Jason and Lucia. Okay. And and you can probably guess just process of elimination where the game takes place well yeah it's vice city right yeah, correct didn't they confirm that at some point they they did and it's also the uh well they haven't confirmed it it was in the big leak from last year um oh, okay. the, 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 the vice city uh insignia was very, very prominent it was very obviously a miami looking uh, location, but it's yeah, also. And I mean, it's a great opportunity because six vi vice. You know, they'd be idiots not to take that yeah. opportunity, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping. Honestly, I'd say just call it Vice City. Don't even call it Grand Theft Auto Six. Just call it Vice City because it's that. That mm-hmm. even just calling it Vice City, just based on the previous game that was called Vice City, that will sell. Uh, that will sell. That mm-hmm. will that will do well for them. And just having the Rockstar Games name associated with it but it'll probably um, just be vice it could be that too never know um there's vice all, town well there's all new management at uh, rockstar games anyway so uh, a lot of the people who were behind you know the the that whole studio's success have since moved on hmm. so um it, it'll be interesting to see what this game will be like without all those those key figureheads yeah at, at the studio now um technical director whose name I, I can't pronounce. I think it's Abi Vermenage. I have no idea, but his name's always one of the first ones to pop up in the credits for all the, mm-hmm. all the Grand Theft Auto games. And he, he has this great blog that he is now voluntarily taken down because apparently he pissed yeah, off Rockstar, but it has all this great insight about um, development uh, and, and games that were uh, not finished like bully two and mm-hmm. agent uh, but uh, yeah, again, Thursday, December seventh, a day that will live in infamy. Um, we will uh, purportedly get the Grand Theft Auto Six trailer if it isn't already out by then. But I bring this up because at the Game Awards last year, and then at Gamescom this year, there were in- two instances, separate but at the same time related where people were able to just get on stage and just approach whoever was on stage speaking. And there was a significant delay in uh, getting those people off the stage. Mm -hmm. Now, what was it? I remember at the Game Awards last year, it was something about Bill Clinton. Both of these are about Bill Clinton. That is the, the, the most bizarre thing about this. That's why I keep saying it's separate but related. So here's what happened at the Game uh, Awards last year. 
create the games we want to create and do our best because of you. Um, thank you so much. Uh, let me uh, preface this. This is uh, uh, the Elden Ring team accepting their award. Uh, the From Software folks accepting their award. And then there's, uh, uh, let me just set the stage by saying it's a bunch of Japanese people. And then one of these things is not like the other, the, the last voice to speak. Create the games we want to create and do our best because of you. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Martin. You know, real quick, I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. Look how people applauded. People are applauding, but like in a confused kind of reserved way. Yeah, some, some people were like, well, the guy, I don't, that guy doesn't work there. But we have to clap. Yeah, he, but he, I haven't beaten Elden Ring yet, so I can't be sure. Well, he gave a speech, so you get he said remarks, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna clap to that. Yeah, yeah I have to. Yeah, it's the rules. So there was that, and then uh, Jeff Keeley was trying to speak at Gamescom earlier this year, and then this happened. I'm not allowed to say anything about it. Uh, yes, exactly. All right. Well, guys. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. Really disappointed. They're disappointed. That's just so disappointing. This is such a special night for so many developers. It's really disappointing to see someone uh, act that way. But we're going to move right on with the show. Weird. I don't even think I knew about that second one. Yeah, that one kind of flew under the radar. Uh, probably because this dude, the, the first guy at the Game Awards last year, like got up. He was in the crowd. I don't even know how he got into the crowd. But he was in the crowd and he got up and he's like blended in with all the from software folks. Yeah, they like all got up to accept the award and he just went with them and everyone else just assumed, oh, he's just one of the guys. Right. <laughs> and like he wasn't doing anything to uh, make himself look suspicious. Otherwise, he, he just oh, stood on stage. He kind of just moved. He was like kind of milling about, but not like to the point of distracting everybody. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, he said what he said about Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. Whereas the other guy just who, by the way, if you need a visual, the dude looks just like Andrew Tate. No. Just without the muscle mass. And this dude just, it, it, all he could muster was GTA 6 Bill Clinton. Yeah, that's not even coherent. <laughs> yeah. And he got booed. The, the first dude, at least people applauded him. Yeah. Which you shouldn't be encouraging these people. The second guy, right? But that just like shows what a good prank it was that people didn't realize what was happening and just applauded. That like makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, they just didn't even listen. They're just like, yeah. Well, the first again, the first guy like at least pulled it off strategically. The second guy mm -hmm. just uh, ran on, just jumped up, ran on stage, pretty much rushed Keeley, and then uh, yeah. uh, started spouting nonsense. But yeah. Um, now they're not saying what exactly the the steps will be to uh, enhance security because that would be giving away the farm. Uh, but according to VideoGamesChronicle.com, in a recent Q and A stream on Twitch, Keely was asked if he would be taking more security measures for this year's Game Awards to prevent a third stage invasion incident. Thankfully, there have only been two, and he said 
he was, but he didn't want to go into specifics so that would-be invaders wouldn't know the security plans in advance. Uh, and then they go on to say both incidents raised concerns about the safety of Keeley and the other people on stage, partly due to the relative ease with which these invaders got onto the stage, but also how long it took for security to remove them. Yeah. Well, I know what we've got, what they've got. Hideo Kojima with a sword. I mean, like what, what even after GTA six is announced, like what do you, you can't fall back on half-life three. What was he <laughs> trying to do? He was trying to get Bill Clinton to be a character. Like this is all new to me. I, I've <laughs> never heard any of this. Yeah. I feel this like like really I, weird. I remember at the time last year when it came out that there were some articles like digging into the meme about Bill Clinton being an Orthodox pastor or whatever but i've completely forgotten the entire backstory of it <laughs> uh i was hoping no stupid questions on reddit would help me out but it didn't um let's see if uh know your meme how uh is going to be of any assistant here assistance here and doesn't seem like it is so it seems like it means nothing it's just uh uh i i don't want to say clever but it's a combination of just random words and pronouns that seem to form a somewhat coherent sentence, even though there's no coherence to speak of. Mm -hmm. And then the other guy was just like, Hey, that first guy said Bill Clinton and I'm completely incapable. Yeah. (laughs) I'm incapable of uh, (laughs) uh, being unique. And I certainly don't want to to uh, harm physically harm Mr. Keeley at all. So, uh, uh, what are the first two things that come to mind? Uh, GTA Six and uh, Monica Lewinsky's just staying dressed. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. <laughs> hey, major props for the first guy though. That's balls of steel. Yeah. Just like be so confident about it. Just be like, I have this idea. I'm going to do this. I've got balls of steel. Yeah, no bubble gum. See, uh, the second guy could have at least like gone further and grabbed the mic from Keeley and at least gone into a full blown like Bill Clinton. Well, like Bill Clinton impersonation, right? Like, oh yeah, I am here to speak on behalf of my fellow Americans about Grand Theft Auto Six. Yeah, then I would have probably at least gotten less boo. Yeah, yeah, but again, come on, think. What's funnier than Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton? I know Orthodox Rabbi Barack Obama, <laughs> uh, or the Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Al Gore. Very true. Uh, Henry Kissinger, Ross Perot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy, Pizza Face, and their best friend, presidential candidate Ross Perot. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. Oh, have either of you guys seen Good Burger Two yet? No, I haven't. I only found out it was a thing like a few days ago. Oh, no shit. Okay. Was it filmed here? I think it was. Because like I saw some a bunch of my friends posting that they worked on the set. Yeah. I was like, what? I've, uh, I didn't I, know this was a thing. Now, I admittedly haven't seen the, uh, the first film, even though I love the sketch from all that. But I've heard that the sequel is great. Oh, wow. You cool. didn't see Good Burger? I haven't seen Good Burger. I haven't seen it in many, many, many years, probably since around when it first came out. Yeah, me too. I know I've seen it, though, because I'm a dude. She's a dude. Oh, no, I'm I'm just versed on the on the sketch. The the, the, all that sketch was my jam. Um, I I, I, it was something about like another Wait, 
I could be getting this confused with something else, but it was like another company was making like shit burgers. Yeah, yeah. There was a competitor that was like running Good Burger out of business and Keenan was like the rookie, uh, like new employee and Kel was his typical character showing him the ropes and yeah, yeah. they ended up like uncovering the vast conspiracy at the <laughs> other burger place. They used weird ingredients to like make their burgers big or something. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again for that ketchup! Yeah. See, that's whenever I say the Keenan and Kel movie and I talk about the Keenan and Kel movie. Stay away from Rockville. People think I'm talking about Good Burger. I'm like, no, yeah. fam, I'm talking about Keenan and Kel. Two heads are better than none. Phenomenal movie. Howie, I'm tired. My legs hurt. Can I go to the bathroom? Roger, you smell like gas. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kel. It's in two heads are better than none. I think that, I think that movie is like the de facto like finale to the show. Keenan. Yeah, it was the last. uh, Like there were no episodes after it. It was. It was never in theaters or anything. It was just like a special, like hour and a half long. Yep series finale and here's some trivia for you what famous actor passed away shortly after filming his role in two heads are better than none was that a keenan's dad no he's still alive ken foray no uh uh milton burl oh of course yeah milton burl was like a million (laughs) years old at that point i remember watching that movie with my grandmother who was born in 1919 wow she like you know God bless her soul for putting up with me being a child and enjoying things, you you know, aimed at children and uh, like, you know, entertaining the thought of having two heads are better than none on television until Milton Berle showed up and she, her, her, now her, her, she wasn't blind, but her eyesight was just complete shit. So she couldn't actually see what was on TV, but she heard his voice and she perked up and went uncle Milty. (laughs) <laughs> like that that is something that someone who was born in 1919 would say oh so. yeah that was his last role yep it's uncle leo yep um there you go all right um i uh would like to thank you ak for being here happy to be here me yeah. too i would like to thank you as well wow my cup runneth <laughs> over with thanks <laughs> Nate, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, right back at you. Sorry I couldn't have you physically in the studio tonight. I just didn't want to get you ill. Well, I appreciate that. And for the rest of you, thank you for listening. Um, if if for whatever reason we showed up in your Spotify rap for 2023. Seek medical help immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang up and dial nine one one. I mean, it doesn't matter the ranking, but I, I mentioned it earlier. But uh, uh, I mean, my own podcast showed up in my Spotify Wrapped, but it wasn't number one. <laughs> <laughs> so I should tell you a lot. But if we did, even if we were like number five, uh, that means a lot to us. So thank you. Hell, if we were like within ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, within like twenty, eleven. Okay, turn it up to eleven. Uh, yeah. There's a spinal tap. If we're in 12th place, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, you're not real. But we do. We do appreciate you. Thank you. If uh, you listen and were able to get us into your uh, Spotify wrapped for this year. And with that, we'll talk at you next time. See you. Bye. Goodbye. I'm Oli Barrett.
not have happened. 